0: Standing in the shadow of Mount Ararat, home to the historical Kardashian family, we've come to Eastern Anatolia.
1: From the latest on Caribbean cruises to kosher safaris, pilgrimages to Jewish Eastern Europe and award-winning wines and international cuisine in sun-drenched Tel Aviv. Sit back and enjoy the trip with the travel edition of the Jerusalem Post podcast.
0: David, have you read The Weather Forecast?
1: I've read The Weather Forecast and I am in trepidation.
0: I've grown a beard having read The Weather Forecast. I've
1: tried to grow a beard, but I've grown whiskers. I'm afraid I'm not very... um,
0: (laughs) Once you hit puberty, I think you'll be all right with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be cold. How cold? Bloody cold. Okay. Well, let's put it this way. Today, as we're sitting here in Ben-Gurion Airport, about to make our way across to our destination, it right now is minus 15 Celsius, which in Fahrenheit is, Mr. Accountant.
0: Like zero Fahrenheit or, so or close. Very. Have you brought long johns? I mean, We're only going for two days. I have a suitcase full of layers of clothing. I've got thermals. I've got underlayers. I've got hoodies. I've got. Gillets or gullets, what are they called? A g- a gilet. A gilet. A And yes. then I've got a coat, a woolly hat, a scarf, a buff, gloves. I'm hopeful that I might actually be able to get up off the bed once I've dressed myself.
1: God, your poor child. Imagine what you must have done to him when he was a kid in the cold.
0: Oh, no, I let him freeze. <laughs> so, we are off
1: to Turkey, thanks very much to
0: the Turkish Tourism Authority and Turkish Airlines,
1: We're headed first of all to Istanbul, where we're looking forward to a breakfast.
0: And a Uh, couple of hours sleep, because as we are recording, it is midnight.
1: Again, thanks to our hosts, we're um, going to be camping down in a hotel on the brand new airport in Istanbul. And then we're heading about as far from Tel Aviv to Istanbul again, but this time within Turkey.
0: We are going to be on the border with Armenia. And close to Georgia. And to our right is Iran. We're headed to the city of Kars. Spelt K-A-R-S. From Kars, we will also
1: be heading out to Ani. But we will... I don't know if you can hear that baby crying, but clearly they're already suffering from the thoughts of the temperatures that we're going to be heading towards. So we are heading to Kars, and then we're heading to the ancient city of Ani. I don't know how we pronounce it, but we'll find out.
0: And then we're going to Lake, and again, apologies for the pronunciation, Childeer. and it will be very chilly in Childeer.
1: Anyway, that's what's coming up on the pod this time, but before we board, which we have to do in a few moments' time, as ever, a quiz question.
0: Okay, here's the quiz question. Take some dates, some nuts, add some gel and a bit of rose water. They call it locum, where we're going, but what's its popular name?
1: The answer at the end of the pod.
0: David, what time is it now?
1: I've got no idea. You know, they talk about jet lag when you travel, I don't know, from Israel to to New Zealand or
0: something like that. We've travelled two hours to Turkey and I've got was, no idea what day was it is. It wasn't even a two-hour flight, but we've been having... It a was lovely, an amazing flight. Yeah.
1: So this woman is making an announcement, and I don't know who she's announcing to, because it's five in the morning, and everybody who's
0: in the terminal right now seems to be asleep. I think it's to wake up all the people that are asleep. They <laughs> pretend to have an announcement. Throw out <laughs> just the overnight stop. So we're in Yotel inside Istanbul Grand Airport. IGA. IGA. It's very purple or pink. I'm looking the other way. I'm looking to the airport, and you just see this tent-like roof stretching on for miles and miles and miles i think i did my daily steps just walking around the airport earlier this place is amazing huge
1: it really is so from here when the rest of our group we're traveling with a group of other israeli journalists when they wake up if you could see them now we're surrounded by Bodies yeah.
0: stretched out. A couple of young influencers who can't cope with staying up for more than a couple of hours, <laughs> so they've gone to sleep.
1: Yeah, the only person that we've got who, who's still with us is one of the group from Turkish Airlines who's going to be with us the whole time. And she is... I think she's actually in the middle of doing a research paper.
0: For us. <laughs> that would be very nice. I think you did keep coming. asking lots of questions <laughs> earlier.
1: It's fascinating. Do it, you know what? I had no idea just how many... Visitors came from Israel to Turkey,
0: especially pre COVID. Pre COVID, it was the number one destination for Israelis, and I think more than 2 million tourists. 2.3 two, 2.
1: million, which is 500,000 more than second place United States. It's incredible. Yeah. Anyway, in a short while, we are going to be heading on
0: to flight number two. Off to cars from Istanbul. And I think the intention in the short to medium term is once cars is really up and running there'll be a direct flight from israel they hope straight to cars it'll be
1: outside of the golan heights one of if not the closest
0: skiing destination to israel so stay with us and we'll find out what life is like in cars
1: listening to the jerusalem post podcast travel edition with mark gordon and david harris
0: so we finally got to cars it is a bit chilly would you say david
1: it's absolutely fine for five minutes ten minutes but tomorrow we're going to be out in the wilderness for three hours so i think that might be a bit parky but it's enough of us complaining about the weather Is, is that
0: a wolf heading in our direction where?
1: Oh, behind the tree. Oh my God. So there's three fir trees just outside our hotel,
0: and beneath them, it's a hound, isn't it? It's a very, very large dog, but he seems very friendly, so hopefully he likes podcasters and isn't hungry. So far, everybody
1: here has been very friendly. We've got a very warm welcome at the Hotel Cheltikov, which is where we are being hosted. We are in a 19th century Russian
0: mansion house it has maintained most of the features from the 19th century when you get into the room the wooden windows the wooden floors the door masonry is just spectacular
1: But if you look at the extreme weather conditions here, it's not surprising that you see the cracks and so on on the outside. But the bedrooms, just the the woodwork, and behind us, we've got the door into the hotel and this is solid wood carved with flowers and circular patterns, very much in keeping with much of what you would see in Eastern Europe.
0: And I think that's what you're going to see in this part of cars in the Old Town. It's very much Russian built. As we came in from the airport, there was a lot more modern building and in a much more Turkish style. But round here, there are big, old, dark Russian houses. Around the corner from the hotel, and hopefully we'll be going there later today or tomorrow, there is a very large castle overlooking this hotel.
1: In the course of the next few minutes you will hear another voice hopefully you'll hear many voices but the first voice you will probably hear is that of Alfi who is our tour guide and he's going to be taking us over the next two days to some very interesting places
2: to eat so my name is Alparslan but all my friends call me as Alfi i'm guiding all around turkey but in the winter mostly the tour guides are guiding in cars cars is the city I call the cars is like Snow White City because in Kars you do see many historical places. I mean, mostly they are coming from Armenians and Russians, you know what I mean? And later on the Ottoman and Seljuks build some stuff as well, the castle and etc. Cars just gives you the history and in the night if you want to have some fun, you know what I mean? If you want to watch some traditional dances, there are many places to visit.
1: Over the next couple of days we'll hear your voice quite a bit, but right now I'd love to hear, if you would, a minute on the food of this region, because you're about to take us to eat. So what type of food are we going to see?
2: Kars is quite popular with goose all around Turkey. In the winter what they do, they just cut the goose, and later on they just put many salt around it. They just let it dry on the cold weather, you know what I mean, in the winter. And in the summer they just cook it, and during the time even in the winter as well. And the second one, the lamb shank. Around here, they call it as piti. We call the goose as kaz. Uh, it's quite similar to English, right? And the piti it's quite popular in Iran. It's proper Iranian food. But later on, they, the region brings everything together. You know what I mean? The, the Iran takes about like four hours from here. The Armenia takes about an hour from here. You know what I mean? The Georgia. And all the, all around the region, they do the same, the lamb shank. Now, I'm
1: vegetarian. But there is vegetarian food in this region, isn't there? It's not just goose and lamb shank.
2: Yes, there are some, but not too much, you know what I mean? Mostly the soups. Mm-hmm. There are different types of soups. That we, one of them we call it as Evedik, which is the most popular one. The evedic is a kind of plant, you know what I mean? They just collect it and they just make the soup of it with yogurt. We call it as yogurt soup as well. It's served hot or cold? And that one is hot. So we've
0: come inside to a traditional car's goose house. And in fact the restaurant is called Cars Kaz Evi, which means Cars Goose House. So that's straightforward.
1: Funnily enough, as with other Middle Eastern, I think we can talk about this as being Middle Eastern or West Asian.
0: Asian. It's almost it's a cross between Middle Eastern and Caucasian, because we're in the Caucasus.
1: So on the table as with other countries in this part of the world. Before you walk in, there are already laid out soups and vegetables, pickled vegetables, and a drink, we don't know what it is yet, bottles of water, uh, different breads. And also, there was on our plates a bread, which is called kete, and a cheese on top of it. And we're told that kete is a bread, which is, I suppose, it's
0: flaky. Yeah, it's like a puff pastry where they've added more and more layers as they cooked it. It's not sweet, it's quite a plain taste, but with the cheese on top, it's it's very nice. It's very
1: dry, and one thing that our guide Alfie said is that as they are cooking it, as they're preparing it, and I think even maybe as they're baking it, they keep adding layers of flour in between the layers, so you've got that almost grainy texture to
0: it. It's a very interesting restaurant. I think we've got the owner of the restaurant on our table and he's there in a supervisory capacity to make sure that we clear our plates. He's got a lovely check jacket on, but he's keeping an eye on us. So we might as well put the microphone down because we're going to get told off if we don't clear our plate. the sound there's snow crunching underfoot as we walk by the river in the center of cars tell us a bit about where we've been David
1: cars is a very unusual place to visit when you first enter the town at least the way we did from the airport you think well it's not really a tourist destination you think it's a small regular town Provincial, local a few shops have closed down there 's some discount stores there 's also your regular mix of supermarkets and there's a, a store selling beds and so on and then you come to the other side of town and first thing you see on a precipice is Cars Castle it's on basalt rock and the first thing I said to Mark was it reminds me of Edinburgh Castle for those of you who are familiar with Edinburgh Castle it's the same idea it's got this stunning view of the whole of the surrounding area I don't know if we're going to be climbing up or not I think we're probably too old to climb up but the view from up there
0: must be Incredible. So the castle was built in and around the 12th century by the ambassadors of the Seljuks. The name given was Sultan Melik as well as the castle, a number of outbuildings were built up on this hill. But all that remains now is the castle. But the castle seems pretty much intact from down here. Great big Turkish flag overlooking the river and the walkway by the river in front of me two or three towers and churches it really is picturesque and you know a winter wonderland just one more
1: note if you are thinking of coming to cars first of all of course it is uh, available all year round but really for as far as Turks are concerned it's a winter destination close by there are skiing resorts and so on but if you're looking for accommodation in cars itself, aside from the hotel that, we've, that we're that we staying at, that we already mentioned to you, you may want to consider another hotel.
0: Katerina Sarai, which means
1: Katerina Palace. Which was named for one of the last of the uh, Russian empresses. And it lies in the shadow of the castle alongside the water. Outside is a burning brazier keeping people warm and the entrance we didn't go into any of the bedrooms but the entrance hall is only small is truly unique it's magnificent it's palatial it's eight o'clock on our first evening in cars and whilst it feels very much a provincial town and the center of town once you're away from the castle is a mix of supermarkets and smaller stores it is quite lively at night particularly outside the many restaurants that there are through town we're standing on one of the main streets outside a restaurant called gastro cars and we've managed to warm ourselves up despite the way minus freezing temperature because very kindly uh, they have placed a couple of braziers outside the restaurant so people waiting to be seated or just people wandering by can heat up
0: i'm trying to avoid getting the microphone in my hands in the flames they are quite high at the moment but they are really doing the job we've had a nice 15 20 minute walk around the town and a couple of things seem to appear quite regularly number one cheese and honey shops two of the main local produces here a type of Gruyere cheese. Oh, mind the flames. Seems to be in, like, every fifth or sixth shop. And then honey. So much honey on the other side of the shop, all in little shelves made out like honeycombs. The other thing that seems to be quite common here is we've had little friends follow us all the way. Little Well, they're not little. They're quite big. I know at the beginning when we got here, I said I saw a wolf. But there seems to be lots and lots of dogs walking the street. Friendly dogs. The local council work with them to make sure that they're neutered and that they don't breed. And the dogs just follow you around, really friendly, brush past your hand.
1: It's nice. If you do come to cars, don't be alarmed when you see large dogs going towards you. They just want petting and they wander around with you. And we went to an ATM to take out some money and one of them started pouring mark. I think they wanted to know if they could have some Turkish lira as well.
0: But he didn't know the exchange rate when I offered him shekels. (laughs) And then a nice man came out of a restaurant with a bucket of food and the dogs just all went running. Shall we go and have some food ourselves? Why not? (laughs) Cars Fact File Cars Harakani Airport can currently be reached via connections in Istanbul Grand Airport, flying Turkish Airlines. You can also access cars from Izmir, Ankara and Istanbul Sabiha-Gocen. Kars Airport is around four miles from Kars city centre. The Dogu Express train runs from Ankara to Kars and is one of the most spectacular train journeys in the world. Tickets for the 25-hour journey cost as little as $2.50. David and I stayed at the four-star Cheltikov Hotel, a few minutes' walk from the town square. For those going skiing in nearby Kamush, we recommend the Habitat Hotel. One US dollar will buy you 13.5 Turkish Lira. The weather in Kars varies greatly through the seasons. The temperature in August reaches 27 degrees Celsius, 81 Fahrenheit. In January, the temperature can drop to minus 20 Celsius, minus 4 Fahrenheit. Kars' culinary scene is meat and dairy based, since the area is perfect for geese and cattle to be bred naturally. The city is famous for its goose, lamb shank, cheeses and honey. And finally, a big thanks to Turkan and Anil at the Turkey Tourism Promotion and Development Agency, Seda and the team at Turkish Airlines, and Selim at the Turkish Embassy in Israel for taking us to Kars.
2: So, good morning, everybody. To the ancient ruins of Ani. It was a big ancient city. It was one of the biggest ancient cities in Turkey, I can say, built by Armenians in late of 10th century. And they called the Ani the city with 1001 churches. When we get there, we will see many of the churches over there. We will see the first Turkish mosque in Anatolia. Because in 1064, the Turkish name of the king is Sultan. Alparslan, My name is coming from him Yeah, Came and get the ancient city from the Armenians That was a war about 25 days And after that The Turkish just conquered it It has been surrounded by streams That's why it is quite easy to protect So it was very protected ancient city Just on the one side of it Has been covered by walls So the war was about 25 days And the walls, I can say, when we get there, you will see it. There are two different walls over there. One in the front, one in the back. When we get there, you will see it clearly. Uh, This is kind of tactic.
1: As Alfie said, we were headed to Annie, and we've made it. We are surrounded by snow, mountains to our left, flat terrain stretching out in front of us, we're close to the border with Armenia, we're about an hour or a little bit more from Georgia in eastern Turkey, about an hour's journey from where we're staying in cars, and we are surrounded by 1,000 year old buildings. We just went into a church which, which is basically intact. It's incredible. There is some uh, earthquake damage around, so none of the houses are standing. But this scene is peppered with churches, with the first Turkish mosque, with a Zoroastrian fire temple, and possibly, Mark, a synagogue.
0: Yes. We can't really be sure, but we've walked maybe an hour around the ruins of Ani the city of a thousand one churches and we've seen three churches so there's about 998 to go but just here to my right there is a window frame a stone window frame and on that stone window frame on either side are two mug and David's two stars of David possibly coincidence possibly not but then as you go further right and up into the rock there is a carefully carved candelabra with seven sticks which could possibly symbolise a menorah or Hanukkiah. The the ruin itself is quite small, possibly the size of a small house or a small shop. But could this be a possible trace of a Jewish community in ancient Ani? This site is built on one of
1: the ancient routes connecting Europe with Asia. This was a city in its day of 35,000 people. It was the same size as or bigger than Istanbul. So, a thousand years ago, when the Jewish population of Europe and indeed the Jewish population of the Caucasus and the Stans were trying to make a living uh, by trading on the Silk Route, on the Spice Route, nobody knows for sure. But it certainly is worth considering that Jewish people would certainly have come through this area. And the question as to whether this is a synagogue or not remains a mystery.
0: What we do know for a fact is around a hundred years ago in cars where we're staying, there was a Jewish community of around 25 to 40 people. So there are definitely traces of a Jewish community within the area. I am now walking on water. Except, thankfully, in this minus 10 degrees Celsius beautiful scene, I am walking on ice. Welcome to Lake Childir.
1: It is, I guess looking at it, it's probably as a guess as a guess a little bit smaller than the Sea of Galilee, it might be the same size, and we are surrounded by people walking on a frozen lake. Now, as opposed to in the movies where you think you can see through to the water underneath, here we are on impacted snow which has become ice. It's thick, it stays this way for much of the year. We're going to find out what this gentleman is saying. Welcome. Thank you. You speak English İngilizce konuşuyorsun?
2: Evet. Tamam, kendinize söyle. 123 km kare alana sahip Çıldır Gölü. Derinliği 42 metre. E, buz kalınlığı 60 santim. Şimdi sizinle beraber güzel bir kızak turu yapacağız. Sonra da balık tutumu yapacağız.
1: <gülüyor> 123 kilometers 42
2: m deep. Buz kalınlığı da 60 santim. Uh, 60 cm of ice depth. E, Güzel bir atlı kısak turundan sonra balık tutumuna gidiyoruz. Sizinle beraber. We will have a ride together with horse carriages and then we will
1: go to fishing. We're going to have to ask him this question. Are you a natural
2: blonde? Orjinal Kafkas Türküyüm. He is originally Caucasian. Turkish, Turkish Caucasian.
0: Saç değil abi bunlar. Saç <gülüyor> burada. <gülüyor>
1: No, no hair. Hair is here. He I have to explain what just happened. He has an incredible hat on from the Caucasians, but it is tight to his head. He looks just like Harpo Marx, but it turns out it's a hat. Oh! <laughs> we're on a frozen lake surrounded by a group of young people in their 20s and i think they've already been around the lake they've done what we're about to do and they're back and very happy
0: That sound you can hear is the bells on a troika. And a troika is a horse-drawn sledge. We have a lovely white-grey horse in front of us, pulling us about 40 miles an hour. He's getting very excited. Um, And we're heading towards a Turkish flag in the middle of Lake Childe, going from side to side, snow in our face. This is the life. I would on top
1: of that say that we're actually skidding along because the horse is going in a fairly straight path. But when the uh, driver asks the horse to go a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right, we sort of swing out in the opposite direction. And at first, it was a bit of a shock. We are heading towards a group of men who, hopefully, are about to cut a hole in the ice! So we are standing on Lake Childir and living up to its name it is very very chilly right now we've got a bit of a blizzard, it's snowing, Mark is standing next to me. Mark what on earth
0: is that noise? That noise is a hole being dug in the ice. I think this hole was dug previously and allowed to freeze over and I can see some rope going underneath the water and I think this is linked to a fishing net. So it's been put under the net maybe earlier in the day and now the fisherman is pulling out a net let's see if he's caught anything the snow is really blowing up now as the net comes out so far it's empty but there's a bit of resistance ah fish number one. Oh, having just come from a very nice fish lunch eating carp I think we've got reserves for dinner coming out now. It's a bit like a magician pulling handkerchiefs out of a pocket here. And he's going and he's going. It's a poor crop so far. Oh, what's that? Looks like a a small fish. There we go. Number two. It's amazing that these fish can survive in the water this cold. But underneath the ice, I believe the temperature is much, much higher. So now he's putting the fish back in. Ah! And if I look 20 feet or about seven meters in that direction, I don't know. 40 feet. 40 feet, David, how far away is that man?
1: Your idea of 20 feet is very strange. 20 feet is three, four people lying down next to each other. (laughs) They're very tall here. (laughs) That guy is about 100 people lying down next to each other.
0: And now you know why when I park my car, it always hits the car next to it. (laughs) So there is a man pulling a rope at the other end, and the fish have gone back in, which is a very strange way of fishing, getting the fish out and pushing them back in. It's almost like they're here all the time and they bring them out for the
2: tourists.
0: (laughs) We are now in the Pushkin restaurant and we're going to hear some music from a band called Arsik, which means in love.
1: The instrument that they're playing, I've already forgotten the name of the instrument, but we'll find out. What is the name of this instrument? Balama. Balama. I was told it isn't an oud, but it's the same shape as an oud. It's got an incredibly long handle, at least a metre long. And we're about to hear the performance.
0: And a big moustache seems to be a major qualification to be an expert at this music.
2: Nil uzundur dostlar, sen
0: this is the music of Arsic, and what we're listening to is it's kind of like a Turkish love story slash rap battle where two rivals argue with each other about who is the, the most suitable, the better lover. It's quite entertaining and it's a shame I don't understand Turkish because at the end of every verse the people here are bursting out laughing it's really really entertaining and it kept the restaurant mood the vibe really up and thumping
1: quick word on the food in this restaurant called pushkin we are surrounded by many many dishes as has been the case throughout this visit When you arrive in the restaurant, it is already filled with a variety of salads. There was a tremendous beet salad in a heavy garlic and vinegar. There are peppers around, there are pickles around. All meals, certainly at this time of year, start with a hearty vegetable soup. Lamb shank is being served to those who eat meat. The vegetarians get bamia, which is
0: okra, and a healthy portion of brown rice. And to wash that down, I'm drinking a very nice glass of salgam, which we think is beetroot or red turnip fermented into a sour juice. It's a very traditional winter dish here and it's supposed to cure hangovers, so I'm all for that and have lots of restorative effects to your health. It is
1: often either drunk with a salty yogurt and the local joke is that the two together are the colors of turkey or it is taken with raki which is the turkish version of an anise-based alcohol like perno like arak in israel and so on So we've had two different sets of singers. We're still at Pushkin. We've been here for hours.
0: And enjoying ourselves. Immensely. One of the singers we had was very familiar because he sang for us at lunch yesterday, but he had a different cloak on today. It's not purple, it's black.
1: And yesterday he played accordion, today he played drums, and his friend played accordion. Interestingly, if you want to tip them, you take a a note, a Turkish lira, and you stick it between one of the squeezy bits on the accordion
0: where there was a peg ready for the money there's a peg already there oh brilliant peg you set it up now i believe we have some dancing from the Caucasus. have you been drinking fs malt beer i have been drinking fs malt beer but i just can't say caucasian properly
1: so in in hebrew and i think also in this region they say kafkaz but in english we say caucasian and the caucasus and this is referring to the area at the eastern side of Turkey and then those countries between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea, which means Armenia, Georgia and
0: Azerbaijan.
1: So the dress that these people are wearing is a mixture from those countries. So for those of you who may have seen the wearing Dervishes, for example, the hat is very similar.
0: Kind of like a furry fez. If you know a Moroccan fez, it's like a black fez with a little bit more fur around it. The colours
1: that are being worn by both men and women are a mixture of, of a, a yellow gold and red. And I noticed that, that one of the women is wearing, if you can imagine, like from the, the time of the stories of the Thousand and One Nights, where you would have a princess up in a tower, she's wearing that type of veil, which I guess also is from a Arthurian legend.
0: Or I Dream of genie. That is a superb place
1: to end this particular part of the two of us talking nonsense. So the performance by the Caucasian dancers has come to an end. It was truly amazing. When they finished, they unfurled the Turkish flag and kissed it. But the second set of singers made a very good point. They said that while this part of the world has its tensions, while there are Armenians and Georgians and obviously Turks, and they have their differences, the most important thing and the thing that will always win the day
0: is love. You say love, David, but they did take a member of our party out, stick a board on top of her and then start to throw knives at her chest luckily they all landed on the board so we're going home with as many people as we had at the beginning at this point as always we ask you as
1: we draw to a close of the show to like to share to follow us and in this particular case apart from writing a nice review if you've got any questions about cars about the region about how to get to annie anything like that if you want to know about vegetarian food other issues you can do that by either contacting the Jerusalem Post or by sending a message through the review system
0: and now to the quiz question we set at the beginning of our trip if you take dates and almonds you add gel to them and you add rose water you get a food called lokum. but what is it better known as and the answer is Turkish delight and
1: what better sentence or thought to sum up our trip, other than say it really has been a Turkish delight. This is a raw area, they are hoping to expand tourism, the facilities here are still being developed, the potential is amazing and we would say getting now. The prices are very low, there's lots to do and there aren't the hundreds of thousands of tourists yet that the Turkish
0: government hope will come here soon. There was a moment today when we were walking round in the city of Ani in the snow, buildings in the background in contrast and I just turned around and I said to David, can you hear that? There was absolutely nothing. Silence. The most amazing white and brown panorama and silence. This is a very, very underdeveloped, pure area. If that's your sort of tourism, this is really the place to come. It was just a truly different experience.
1: So all it remains is for us to go to sleep, head for the airport tomorrow and then edit all of this so you get a great podcast. We'll see you the next time on the travel edition of the Jerusalem Post podcast. Goodbye from me.
0: And I'm off to the airport to get some Turkish delight duty free. Goodbye from me too.